Powwow Life, episode number four for November 10th, Another episode of our Powwow Life Show. I'm your host, Paul Gowder, and I so much appreciate you all tuning in again. You're listening to another bit of music from our friend Wayne Silas. Be sure to check out our past episode where we interview Wayne. This week, we've got a great interview with the man behind IndianSports.com. Football season's going strong right now, and most teams are looking at the bowl games in college football, and the pros are starting to line up for the playoffs. Most teams are doing well except for mine, but that's all right. We're looking for a new coach. But if you are a football fan or any kind of sports fan, I'm sure you visited IndianSports.com to see who the upcoming uh, Indian athletes are or uh, following your favorite Indian athletes in the college or pros. If you're looking for any of that information, Indian Sports has it, and our friend Brent Kawi is the man behind that website, so I hope you enjoy the interview with him. Also this week, we have a very special sale for you with the holidays coming up. Visit our store, www.powwowlife.com, and use the coupon code PODCAST, and you'll save 15% on our stickers and t-shirts. That's good for the next seven days. That's a great sale for you to get those stocking stuffers or those... Start your holiday shopping early. Again, we thank you for your support, and I hope you enjoy our interview with Brent. Thanks so much. Okay, everyone, thanks for tuning in again this week. We have a great guest. Brent Kawi from um, IndianSports.com is with us. His website, as you probably know, is the top resource for tracking and learning more about Native athletes. So, Brent, I really appreciate you coming on this week. Uh, thank you for having me, Paul. Uh, always good to meet some fellow .com onlineers. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's You know, I've been... Uh, following your site for a long time and uh we actually worked together on a couple of things and so it's it's been really cool to see the evolution of indian sports um yeah i guess to start with how did you how'd you get started with this site um indian sports was founded by myself and uh, a good friend of mine by the name of john harjo and uh this was back in uh back in 2000 and uh, we were both college students at the time and uh, back then there was a 
popular term called the dot-com boom. And so we were trying to be a part of that as well, and we were thinking of ideas of what we could do to develop a website that people might like. And uh, we, we were brainstorming in his dorm room uh, at Haskell Indian Nations University. And he was like, well, why don't we do a sports website? I said, yeah, we can do that. We can do whatever you want. Um, my background is in information technology, so I've been designing websites and programming and doing uh, networking for years and years now. So we just came up with, he came up with the idea, and I said, all right, well, let's do indiansports.com, but let's do with the, the, the letters N, the letters D, and the letters N to make it different from uh, anything else that might be out there. And so that's kind of where the idea came from. Um, another uh, part of that reason that we had decided to start the website was at the time there were uh, a handful of uh, Native American professional athletes uh, competing in professional sports that no one really knew about. Um, at the time, there was Nota Begay, who was a, a four-time winner on the PGA Tour, and also at the time there was uh, Kylan Supernal, who was playing for the um, Detroit Lions, and he was from the um, Osage tribe. And we were just kind of amazed that uh, nobody really knew about these people. And we thought, well, what would be a good idea to have these guys out there were to develop a website and, and uh, get their names out there. And then uh, we also decided to um, kind of highlight and promote uh, college athletes as well. Um, we figured back then uh, that there were probably few and far in between uh, college athletes, and we thought, we could get their names out there that might help inspire uh, the next generation of college athletes. So that's kind of where the name, I mean, that's kind of where the, the thought of the website was formed. And of course, over the years, we've been doing it off and on. And and uh, it, it's been a, a real fun uh, thing to do. We've met so many uh, different people, just like you, you know, Paul. Uh, we ran into people all across Indian countries who are familiar with the website. And it's, it's always neat and good to hear the the positive feedback that we get. Yeah, I, I enjoy reading reading your stories too. Um, I think you guys do a great job of, like you said, highlighting those names that not everybody may know of, especially outside of, of that particular region or school. Um, all right, so you know, if we're fast forward to 2015. Where where's the site now, and kind of where are you guys focused? Okay, well, you know, years and years ago when we had started. Um, the website, we kind of had envisioned that uh, we would be able to do something similar to like what you see with ESPN or Fox Sports or uh, any other type of uh, major sports news website. Um, but at the time, we were very limited uh, in terms of access to resources and access to information. Uh, this was, you got to remember, this was before all the college websites became or even an ideal, like I'd probably say only about 50% of the universities even had a sports website, mm-hmm. let alone updated content, pictures, and video. But um, now, when you go to university or college website or even professional sports website, uh, I mean, all the information uh, is provided to uh, media outlets, and, and that's kind of what we had envisioned you know, 15 years ago. Uh, now, with the advent of social media, and uh, the improvement of uh, those websites, uh, we're able to get access to information a lot more freely than we were back then. Uh, because before, our only form of communi- communications uh, w- with 
universities and uh, media outlets media outlets were just email. Now with Facebook, uh, I'm Facebook friends with a lot of uh, uh, media coordinators from different universities, from uh, you know whether it's Texas Tech, Louisville, uh, Wisconsin. You know, I can be in contact with those representatives in a matter of seconds, whereas before, you kind of send an email and hope you get a reply. <laughs> so, where we're at now is 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 really utilizing the the uh, use of social media um, with Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, and and uh, things like that. Uh, we get a lot of positive feedback uh, right away as to. Um, the type of information that we share, um, we are able to get it out a lot quicker, um, real time sometimes. Uh, and that's kind of where the, the website is really, um, and, and the social media account, accounts have really taken off the past few years just because now the, the information where we used to have to dig and dig and dig for it on the internet, now we got, um, sports information directors who are basically emailing it to us and saying, Here's the stories, here's the quotes, here's the pictures, here's the video. And I was like, wow. I mean, that's all stuff we used to have to take sometimes two or three days just to collect, right. even get, to even get it out there. And now it's, it's right at our fingertips. And I think that's why we've seen a real uh, growth again of the interest in, in the Native American athletes. And what's also really cool about use of social media is we also have kind of a more direct line access to the Native athletes. Like on our social accounts, we're... Uh, friends, or uh, whatever the term might be, uh, with those athletes, so we're able to get uh, a lot a lot of information a lot quicker as well. So so just moving forward with 2015, uh, we're looking just to expand those uh, relationships we have with our athletes as well as um, keep digging and finding more Native athletes uh, to promote. Cool. All right, so um, we're talking about, you know, some of these names who are native athletes we may not be aware of. So right now, who are some of the people we need to be on the lookout for? Well, I, I think uh, a name, you know, well, you know, our, I like to say that our year, which is not in terms of a, a calendar year, but in terms of a sports year starts uh, in August and kind of ends in May and June. And so we're getting ready to kick off, you know, with the football season. Uh, I think uh, starting with college football, I, th- I think a name that, um, people should uh, take note of or be aware of is uh, Kendall Thompson. Uh, he is in a quarterback, starting quarterback battle at the University of Utah, the Utah Youth. Um, he is uh, from the uh, Kiowa tribe of Oklahoma. Uh, he started his first two years in college at the University of Oklahoma uh, in a quarterback battle as well. After two years, he decided to transfer to the University of Utah where he um was doing really well um, mid-season until he had a season-ending injury. Um, he's come back strong this year uh, for the University of Utah, and he's still in that tight battle with Travis Wilson, who was the starter last year. But even if he doesn't get the starting job, they'll most likely um, be splitting both quarterbacks depending on the type of offense and defense they want to run against uh, uh, or type of defenses they run into. But I think Kendall would be someone that uh, would be somebody you could watch on TV because he'll be on the Pac-12 network. Um, I think that would be someone. Uh, as far as the NFL, obviously, uh, Sam Bradford, who's from the Cherokee Nation of Oklahoma, who uh, has been through some injuries and uh, transfer teams uh, last season. and He's now with the Eagles. 
Uh, he had his first outing the other night, and he uh, did a phenomenal job in the few snaps he had. So I think those will be two professional, uh, college and professional football players that um, would be uh, <clears throat> somebody that you could easily catch on the TV and, and, and follow. And as far as high school football, one of the uh, quarterbacks um, that was ranked one of the top uh, quarterbacks in the country by maxstretch.com, uh, his name is Mason Fine, and he's out of the Locust Grove area of Oklahoma, and he is a member of the Cherokee Nation of Oklahoma as well. And for him, the Tulsa World, which is one of the major newspapers in the state of Oklahoma, they've decided to follow him and another of his teammates on their quest to become uh, Division One athletes. So they're getting a lot of coverage uh, locally in the community and, and throughout the state uh, on his efforts to uh, make it to that next level. So I think those are coming up with the um, football season. I think those will be some interesting athletes to follow, definitely athletes that we'll be following and, and progressing throughout the season. Cool. Uh, all right, I got to ask anybody in the SEC. The SEC, you know, the the thing about Native athletes is. You know, we really depend on a lot of uh, fans, family, relatives, cousins, friends, and grandparents, uh, uncles, aunts, anybody that will tell us that their um, son, nephew, daughter is playing a particular sport and at a particular school. And, uh, you know, right now, I don't know of any particular athletes that are Native Americans in the SEC, but that's not to say that there aren't. It's just that we're not aware of them at this moment. But maybe after uh, this uh, interview airs, we'll we'll get a lot more feedback and where more athletes are, and that's great. And that's what we want to do. We want to find those athletes and get them promoted, whether they're the SEC, Big Ten, ACC, Big Twelve, whatever. You know, we want to get them that type of exposure. Yeah, I hope so. Um, I know a couple of years ago there was a, a football player at Missouri. Um, oh yeah, Brad Madison. Right, right. Where is he now? Brad Madison, he graduated from the University of Missouri, and uh, after he finished his career there, uh, he w- was given an opportunity to try to make the Chiefs roster. And because he had played defensive end at uh, University of Missouri, and first of all, he was from the Nez, Nez Pierce tribe, and uh, but he had gotten an opportunity to try to make the final roster there. Uh, he made it all, all the way up until the final roster cuts, uh, but uh, but he didn't make the the, the final roster. Hmm. So, but uh, I haven't heard uh, as to you know what his latest status is. Okay, uh, do we have any native athletes um, or football players in any of the international leagues? Um, the international leagues, um, I know there is a, a gentleman who does a lot of camps, a lot of motivational speaking in the Canadian Football League. Um, his name doesn't come to mind at this moment. Uh, I believe he's from the Cree, one of the Cree nations uh, up there in the Canadian. Uh, but he's a uh, well-known uh, defensive player uh, in that league. But I just can't recall his name right now. And outside of that, I'm, I'm not aware of any uh, anybody in the European Football League or anything like that. Yeah, I didn't know if we had anybody overseas yet. Um, cool. Well, uh, all right, so those are some of the names we need to watch out for this season. And um, when you look at your, your site, who are, um, I guess, who are the most popular people? Who are people coming to your website to, 
to read about right now? Well, you know, I think uh, anybody will be able to tell you um, who the most popular Native athlete is um, at this moment, and obviously that would be Shoni Schimmel. Yes. And, uh, you know, she's in the, in the middle of her second year in the WNBA, and uh, she probably um, gets the most, uh, 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 what do you call it, uh, traffic uh, to our website or any website for that matter. I think the the whole uh, story of where she started uh, really intrigues people's interest and in, in where she's at now and her continued success is something that people uh, enjoy reading about. And uh, I think it's something that they share with uh, with their youth uh, and their family or relatives or uh, in their communities. I think that's a, that's a great story. And uh, Jacoby Ellsbury is another great story. He's probably one of the more uh, popular ones as well. Uh, obviously, he plays with the New York Yankees and the starting uh, center fielder and the leadoff for the Yankees. And uh, he had a kind of a injury-prone season um, uh, this up until the All-Star break, and now he's turned it around. And, and uh, Yankees are—I think—they're in the first place at the time of this recording. But uh, he's been doing really well throughout his career. Obviously, you know, two World Championships with the Boston Red Sox. So. You know they have a good chance again this year of uh, making it to the to the World Series, but those are just a couple of the more popular ones that we have. We generally, when the season starts, whatever sport it is, is is kind of the popular athlete. Uh, obviously, well, like I said, when football starts, we'll we'll have a lot more people taking interest in in that. Uh, as far as volleyball, uh, that's probably going to be uh, a real exciting season as well because we have a number of uh, Native American girls playing at the Division One level. Uh, uh, actually, three of them played together this summer for the USA Women's Under-19 uh, Collegiate Team. Uh, they played in New Orleans um, for a chance to just kind of uh, get out the summer and compete some of the some of the best competition uh, in college and. Uh, one of the girls' name was uh, Kiana Dockery, who's Navajo from the University of Kansas. Uh, Alicia Ostrander, who's Oglala Lakota from uh, University of Nebraska. And Lauren Shad, who's Cheyenne River Sioux, is from the, uh, plays at the University of San Diego. Uh, so it was really neat to see all three of them um, take a picture together. I have it on our Facebook page um, where they took a picture together at the, at the Olympic event, or USA Volleyball event, I mean. That's awesome. Um, you know, we don't hear a whole lot about uh, volleyball in general, so it's cool to know that we have some representation there too. All right, so I'm going to put you on the spot. We talked a lot about um, some of the athletes. All right, so who are your teams? Who do you follow? If we're going to talk sports, we got to know what your allegiances are. <laughs> oh, man. You know, I, uh, I uh, uh, you know, growing up in Oklahoma is where I'm originally from uh, as, a, as a youth. I think a lot of, uh, you know, my influences in sport have come from the University of Oklahoma, uh, especially from football. Uh, so that's kind of uh, a team that I like to follow uh, and like to uh, keep tabs on, even though I don't live in Oklahoma anymore. Uh, but, uh, you know, University of Oklahoma has always kind of been uh, the football team that I follow. Um, they have a great tradition, uh, a great history. Uh, obviously, you know, Sam Bradford, who's, you know, won the Heisman uh there at the University of Oklahoma from the Cherokee Nation of Oklahoma. Um, 
Steve Davis, who won back-to-back um, national championships for the University of Oklahoma in 73 and 74. He was a member of the Cherokee tribe as well. So just a, kind of a lot of the tradition that at the University of Oklahoma, uh, kind of one of my favorite teams. What about on the pro side? On the pro side, you know, uh, grown-ups, so close to the Dallas Cowboys. I've always been a Cowboy fan growing up. I remember going to my grandfather's house, and and every Sunday that's kind of what we, what we would be watching. We'd be watching Dallas Cowboy games. <laughs> that's cool. Um, all right, NBA? Oh, NBA, man. You know, I kind of was lucky enough to kind of grow up in that uh, Laker, Boston uh, rivalry area with, you know, uh, Magic Johnson, Larry Bird, uh, and then uh, to see the rise of, of, of Michael Jordan and uh, the Chicago Bulls. I think, uh, you know, back then growing up, those were some of the teams that I like to follow. Uh, obviously, Oklahoma, we don't have, back then, we didn't have uh, NBA team, uh, but we do now. And so right now, uh, you know, I definitely am an Oklahoma City uh, Thunder fan as well. Very cool. Um, yeah, I, I was in college, of course, a Jordan fan, Chicago um, Bulls fan, and I was really excited. I got to see him play one time. That was um, being down here in South Carolina. He came and played um, the Hornets in uh-huh. Charlotte, and that was pretty cool. I got to see him play. Um, he only played three quarters, maybe, um, but did get in a couple of pretty awesome dunks and then he sat on the bench the rest of the game they were up by you know 20 something or whatever um but it was cool i got to see him play in his in his heyday uh, that was awesome and full disclosure he, down here in south carolina we don't have many pro teams so i'm not a big pro fan but uh-huh. I, I you know south carolina gamecocks is is the is the team for me where i graduated um and you know we still follow them we've had our ups and downs recently um, hopefully uh-huh. this year will be a little better. Uh, hopefully Spurrier's got some tricks up his sleeve this year. Um, we've had a couple. Last year was a challenge, um, right? Yeah. Before that, we hit, we had a real a couple run there of a couple of real good seasons. Um, uh-huh. So yeah, Gamecocks is where where we are down here. Yeah, that uh, you know they um, seems like a you know uh, I I'm kind of like like you I'm a general sports fan as well and. I, you know, I try to limit to my sports watching to um, just my favorite teams and, and uh, native athletes. But you know, definitely when football season kicks in, I'm watching Pac-12. I'm watching SEC. You know, whatever's on, you know, ACC. I'm watching yep. it, and I always enjoy watching. You know, your Gamecocks and and uh, um, those battles in the SEC. It's always uh, uh, I enjoy watching the uh, uh, X's and O's aspects of you know whichever team is playing. Yeah, um, interesting. Getting off topic a little bit, but if we're going to talk about Gamecocks, you know, I'll, I'll talk all night long. But uh, I think ESPN I saw just a couple weeks ago ranked the strength of schedule for everybody, and we uh-huh. have the second toughest football schedule in the country this year, which I wow. thought was, thought was kind of interesting. Um, and we don't have a particularly tough Western Division uh, year, but we're still ranked pretty high as far as strength of schedule. I think Alabama was above us, um, but yeah, we we do have a we do have a stretch of some pretty rough games. But we got off. I don't think we play Alabama this year, but we do play LSU. 
Um, mm-hmm. So we got a tough season ahead. Uh, oh yeah, it's always a tough battle in the SEC, no matter uh, you know whether you're ranked or unranked. Uh, you know, it's one of those leagues where uh, any team at any moment can beat you on any given night, and so you know you really have to bring it in the SEC every every week, week in, week out. All right, so getting back to your website a little bit, um, <laughs> you know, we talked about some of the, the things people come to the website, and you know, some of the popular stories. What are a couple of those stories that, for you, um, really help fuel you to keep going and to keep doing this kind of work? You know, I think I like, um, I definitely like when there's a story behind uh, 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 a native athlete. And what I mean by that is, you know, we've had some uh, professional athletes who are native professional athletes or who really are talented and gifted. Um, that that you know are just going to make it to the next level, and then we have some blue collar athletes who you know aren't you know there's an outside chance they can make it to the next level, but uh, uh, you know they're really probably not planning on that. And I think for for us using the website to highlight those athletes, I think they have a more impact in their own communities than some of the more popular ones. And uh, I think the reason it is that is because uh, when they go back to their reservations, uh, they uh, had to work for everything they had, you know, uh, an opportunity, grades, uh, and everything they've had to work for. And for them to go back to the reservation with that success, with that degree, with playing for four years at the, whatever university they go to, I think people on the reservation respond to those type of athletes more than, say, you know, the more popular ones. Not that the popular ones don't inspire one, but I think it's really neat when I get a, we get a chance to hire, or not hire, but we get a chance to uh, highlight those type of athletes. You know, a couple of names that come to mind that I think have had those positive impacts on their on their communities would be uh, like Shauna Long, who just completed her four years uh, of playing um basketball at Lamar University. Uh, I believe she also uh, graduated as well. But she was uh, an inspiring story because uh, she played Division One basketball um, as a three-point specialist. And I think she, you know, is maybe five, six, you know, five, 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 six tall, feet tall. Hmm. And uh, to see her out there on, on TV and playing against Division One teams and, and uh, you know, dropping, uh, you know, double-digit points, uh, I think that's been, you know, those types of stories are, are what really keep, kind of keep me going with it. You know, the, the popular ones, you know, Jacoby or Shoney are great and easy to follow. Um, but digging up uh, a, a story like Shauna is something like, like that, that uh, what Indian sports is really trying to, trying to do. Yeah, I think that's really important. You know, a lot of people, when they look at uh, college athletes, you know, and trying to make that jump to the next level, success a lot of times is defined as, you know, did they turn pro? Um, right. But there's a lot to be said for those athletes that or even in sports that there isn't really a pro track, but they still can get that education. They can take that back to the reservation um, or their community and make a big difference. Um, right. Yeah, right. My, my daughter was uh, at her tennis lessons tonight, and I was talking that uh, her coach is um, – coach for a local college here in town, a Columbia college. And she was talking about that, how it's, um, 
that's one of the things she talks about to these girls when they, she's recruiting them. You know, you're not going to, it isn't a division one school, but you're going to play good competitive tennis and you're going to walk away with an, a four year education from a really good school. Um, yeah, and I don't think people see that all the time is, is what kind of a difference that just getting that degree can make. Um, and, right, and if right. not for the athletics, some of these people wouldn't have that opportunity. So, yeah, I right. think you're exactly right. Those are some great – there can be some great stories. Yeah, and and that's what's great about it is, you know, they don't have to get up in front of the in front of the, the TV or radio and tell their shut their story. I mean, people see them working hard. People see them living uh, that – and working that hard, and that's what's inspiring. You know, they don't have to tell uh, – you know, they do by showing. They don't do by talking about it. Right. And it is it is a tough life to be an, um, a college athlete. It's not an easy task. Um, they put in a lot of of hours, right? And, and you know that's what's really, I think that's what's really great about uh, you know having Native American college athletes out there. Is, you know we are uh, already come from some of the uh, most heartening statistics when it comes to graduation rates, uh, drugs and alcohol. Um, uh, violence and things like that and for um, these kids to be competing at that level and uh, coming through that uh, type of environment is is a success you know everyone's a success so that's like I said we think that they deserve that uh, uh, special uh, uh, honoring or or special uh, exposing them to to the the Native American communities uh, because they, they did make it. They they aren't a statistic. Uh, they're a different type of statistic. They're a positive statistic. Exactly. So I, think, yep. I think we can do with our website and, and get them that type of exposure. That's just going to help more kids see these types of athletes and say, well, you know, if they're from my reservation and they can do it, then I can do it as well. Yeah, that's that's great. Uh, I, I think that's a wonderful resource you're providing. Yeah, because, you know, there's there's, you know, uh, just like there was a Billy Mills, you know, eventually there's going to be another Shoney Shemo. Eventually there's going to be uh, another Jacoby Elfer, you know, another Begay. Uh, all we're trying to do is just, you know, get them, uh, get that information out to people to let them know that there are people that are um, from those same environments and communities that have done it and can show you how to do it. You just have to want to do it. Yeah, definitely have a good tradition uh, of showing showing where the path is, and I think you're doing a good job of highlighting for some of these folks of how to get on that. Um, all right, one more question. I think that was a great way to kind of sum up what you guys do. One other thing is, as I know Olympics are approaching. Anybody to be on the lookout in the upcoming Olympics? Ooh. You know, there's um, uh, a handful of uh, Canadian athletes that uh, will definitely be uh, watching uh uh, that could possibly uh, make the Olympics. Um, I don't have all their uh, names right in front of me, but I know there was uh, there was a gal on the uh, Canadian uh, volleyball team uh, from one of the uh, First Nations communities out of Canada, and uh, they they won the Pan Am Games uh, just this past summer. So definitely, she would be one of them. Uh, on there, and there was a couple of more other uh, Canadian athletes. As far as uh, on the American side, um, that, uh, uh, 
you know, I'm hoping once we get closer to the length of time, all that type of information will start rolling a little more freely and we can dig into who uh, is one of our Native American athletes out there looking to make it to the Olympics. Cool. Yeah, that's, that's going to be fun to follow. Um, what are we, just a year away? Is that right? Yeah, 2016. Yeah. So, in cool. Brazil. Yeah, that's going to be interesting. Um, hopefully they're going to be ready. All right. right, exactly. Well, I appreciate you, um, you know, coming on and talking about it. I, like I said, I think you guys um, have a, a great resource that that's inspiring, um, not only for people to come and read more about these native athletes, but for those young folks that, that come to the site and uh, can find a role model or somebody to look up to and kind of uh, get shown the way. I, th- I think it's that's an amazing thing you guys are doing. So I really appreciate the work you do. Well, we certainly uh, appreciate the opportunity to come on your podcast and share a little bit of information about where we came from and some of the athletes that we cover. Um, our hope is that not only that we do give these um, athletes the exposure um, that they need, but we also hope that you know a lot of these um, native athletes um, compete hundreds of miles and states away from where they were born and raised. And we're just hoping that people in those areas uh, whether the athletes are competing in in Florida or California, that native uh, people from different native communities will come out there and support them. Yeah, I think it's pretty important. Um, it, uh, the The interview um, that I did for you guys here at the Gamecocks was pretty awesome. Um, she was really excited when we went out, and now I can't remember her name. Um, Sammy Garcia. There you go. Thank you, Sammy Garcia. Um, Played for played softball for the Gamecocks. Um, when I finally got to talk to her after the game, she's like, "You know, this is really cool. There's there's somebody here in Carolinas that's that's interested in you know the the native side of, of her. So that was really cool. Because um, you know down here in South Carolina, there's not a whole lot of that. So right. it, it was it was good for her. Um, and it's cool to see that you know she she made it to the pro level. So um, right, yeah, it was cool to see a Gamecock and, and a native athlete make it. Um, and she was a phenomenal player in that game we got to watch. So I appreciate you sending me on that, that uh, errand. Hopefully there'll right, be some yeah. more Gamecocks. Right. And and that's kind of, you know, what's great about Indian sports is we get a lot of people that uh, are supportive of the website and uh, want to help in any way they can. And uh, we, I was fortunate this past year to have a couple of college interns from Haskell Indian Nations University want to help me. And uh, they were able to travel on their own dime to cover uh, uh, Bronson Caney, uh, Shoney Chimel, Jude Chimel, uh, Bryce Petty, who was from the Chickasaw Nation, who played in the Cotton Bowl for the Baylor Bears, who's now with the New York Jets, um, as a third-string third quarterback. Um, so, you know, getting people, I also have a couple of, uh, more than a couple of photographers that help me out all across the country, too, from, you know, Wisconsin to Oregon to Oklahoma. Uh, Arkansas, uh, they they just all like you. They're really supportive of the, of, the, of our website and, and just kind of want to help us, you know, help the athletes get that exposure. And if it wasn't for those volunteers, you know, we wouldn't have half the coverage that we have now. And I'm really grateful for those guys that uh, volunteer their time and effort and money and sweat and tears and equipment and everything to help keep uh, Indian sports going, as well as getting the message out there to, to all our loyal followers on, on our social media accounts and website. 
Yeah, that's a great point. And um, if you would shoot me like a link to your contact information, we'll put that in our show notes. So anybody out there that um, photographer or writer or whatever and, and has native athletes in their local area and can provide coverage, we'll make sure they, they have a link to contact you. Great. Yeah, definitely. We'll provide that information. Awesome. Well, again, thanks so much, Brent. We appreciate you you coming on and talking about it, and uh, we'll definitely continue following following your site and, and these athletes. All right. Thanks very much, Paul. Thanks. That's it for another episode of Powwow Life. We really appreciate Brent being on the show with us this week. Be sure to visit his site at indiansports.com. And that's N as the letter, D as the letter, N as the letter, sports.com. Also be sure to visit our store, powwowlife.com, and use our coupon code podcast this week to save 15% on your holiday orders. For our shirts and stickers, I know, Pete, you're friends and family will enjoy getting those thanks so much again for all your support and we'll see you down the trail
But girl, I don't mean you no harm. Good luck. Here's this week's trivia question. You can head over to powwowlife.com to fill out the form and submit your answer. All the right answers are entered into a drawing for a 10-sticker powwows.com sticker pack. Here's the question. This year, we are celebrating a big milestone. We have been live streaming for a number of years. So tell me, what year was the first year we streamed and what was the first powwow we streamed? If you've been listening or following our content, you should be able to find it. Good luck. Powwowlife.com to submit your answer. What was the first powwow and what year did we first live stream? Good luck and thank you so much for listening. I'll see you next week.